Merry Christmas, good morning, and we're glad to see you here today. Appreciate you coming on this special day. Since it's just us here today, I'll tell you, don't tell anybody that I did this, but a couple of years ago, we were singing the first Noel, and I was sitting down here toward the front, and there was a maybe a 10 or 12-year-old boy sitting next to me or standing next to me while we were singing. So as we started singing, I leaned over to him. I said, I give you 20 bucks if you can tell me what a Noel is before this song is over. And I tell you, he had several good guesses, but didn't get it quite right. I'm not going to tell you because some of you might know. It actually means a proclamation of the birth of Christ, sometimes just translated as Christmas. So here we come today. Even your presence here today is proclaiming about the birth of Christ. It is proclaiming that there is a God that he's come to us in human form, born as a baby in the manger. We know him as Jesus. And it is the reason that we celebrate Christmas here today. 65611, 65611. Did those sequence mean anything to anybody whatsoever? Well, that's, uh, that's the sequence of how often Christmas Day falls on Sunday. And so we're 11 years before we have the next, and then it'll start over again, 65611. And then something about when the next 100 years starts, then it starts over. But none of us will be around probably at that time to be able to worry about it. But, uh, uh, but we're glad that you're here because it is a good day to be able to celebrate on this special occasion because it doesn't happen all that very often. But we're glad that uh, we're able to come. I forgot all about announcements last night. I got so caught up in the moment, so excited, I guess. And didn't we, I don't think we announced a thing, including inviting people to the service. But hopefully everybody got the memo or saw it advertised, knew that it was happening, and you're here today. So we're glad that you all are here. But I'm just, we're just letting you know, we, we gave out uh, Christmas ornaments uh, from the Holy Land. In case we forget to tell you, we have several that are left over. So if you're here today and your household would like another one, we'll have those at the door. Or if you missed them, I think on one side, we had like all of them on one side and not the other, maybe when you first started heading out. So if you want one of those, and if you weren't here uh, last night, you're here today, feel free to grab a couple for your household. I think if everybody got one, we might run out, but if you get about one per household, I think that'd be fine. We'd also love for a poinsettias to go to a good home. And if you'd like to take one or more and uh, take those even to somebody as a gift today, you certainly can do that. And uh, as we get ready to put the sanctuary back as far as that goes. And I want to encourage you next week, as this is a celebration service for Christmas, next week we'll be celebrating the new year, 10 o'clock, same time, same format next week. Hope that you will come back and uh, continue to invite others, certainly as well. So we are... Uh, Finishing up the message, the series called, I have a message for you this Christmas, Jesus. We believe in Jesus as a message for you. And actually, with the idea, of course, it, that, uh, that you'd want to be here today and not want to miss that if Jesus were going to speak to you in a service such as this, why would he not speak to you on this day? And certainly that he has. But I thought it put a lot of pressure in getting ready for that because you thought, well, we said... Jesus has a message for you, and if you didn't get a message in the other, why would you think there'd be one today? And, but the Lord realized and let me know that the pressure was not on me. And uh, it is the message of the good news of the gospel found in the Christmas story every time that we come together. But we certainly believe that there's a message here for us today. We've looked at heavenly visitors who's brought a, who has brought from heaven a message to earth as a part of the Christmas story, all of those were angels so far that we've looked at. There'll be angels involved. We'll be in Luke 2 today if you want to find that as well, or you may know it well enough. We'll also have some of that on the screen, but uh, certainly the message, the heavenly messenger is God himself who's come in the form of Jesus. 
for us today. We're going to do something a little bit different today. As you can see, we're a little more casual as well, and so that is okay. But we're going to do what uh, many churches do. We don't do it very often, but we're going to do a responsive reading. And so let me explain it, and I'll probably over-explain it, but many of you have done this before. I'm going to read a part of that responsive reading, the part that's going to be in the light print that will come up uh, on the screen. will say, worshipers will be in the dark print. I'll probably say the first couple of words, and then you will read the part of the dark print. And we'll go back and forth. There's a part where we'll all do at the very end. Everybody got it? Good. You look like you've got it there. It's good. We'll put it on the screen so I may read it from there. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. The first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph... While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in cloth and laid him in a feeding trough because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people today. A Savior who is Messiah the Lord was born to you in the city of David. This will be the sign for you, and you will find a baby wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there... Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. Excellent, excellent. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word, and you did very well. Uh, if you've ever had young children or preschoolers, you probably have had the time to where you thought maybe you bought the gift of gifts, and they're going to have this gift. They're going to be able to play with it for hours and days only to give it to them, and once they have opened it and they have played maybe for a few minutes, then they go to playing with the box. And you've wondered, why didn't I just give them the box? And uh, in fact, I've known parents who have actually, or maybe Santos, wrapped up uh, just boxes so that the children might be able to have something to play with on Christmas Day. We are often like young children. As children of God, we've been given the greatest gift ever given. It is amazing from every perspective. It is gift of such magnificence that we have a hard time wrapping vocabulary and being able to describe and explain this particular gift. It's the gift that every human being needs. It's a gift that in all of your work, in all of your effort, in all of your achievement, you could have never earned. You could have never deserved. You could have never achieved. It's actually, absolutely without question that it is the gift of gifts. It's the gift of the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but I am convinced that many churchgoers, even genuine believers, find themselves satisfied with only playing with the box. Let me encourage you on this Christmas day that you want to be able to not just be satisfied with the wrappings of Christmas. You don't want to just be stuck playing with the box. That is, just enjoying 
maybe what it is about the holiday season or maybe just during the year, maybe just being one that understands what, uh, enjoying what it is about church on Sunday. But it is that you want to have a growing relationship with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You want to be determined this morning that you want to be able to know Jesus in such a way like you've never known Him before, to know Him better and better every day and become more and more like Him. Because the gift of Christmas, many gifts in this life, but it certainly brings us joy and celebration not only today, but in the days to come. We have re reason to celebrate no matter what your season of life, no matter what difficulties you may be facing, you can have joy in life, a joy that surpasses all understanding. Well, if it's not already happened to you this Christmas, it will happen at some point to where you're sitting there, multiple generations, and somebody in an older generation will say to you, I can't believe all the gifts you kids get at Christmas. I can remember when I was a boy or when I was a girl, man, we were lucky to get one gift and maybe a stick of candy or a piece of fruit. It happened already at our get-togethers as well. And somebody says, well, Grandma or Grandpa, look at all that you have now. I hope that that's your testimony today, or it will be as you grow in Christ, that regardless of the past, regardless of the present situations that you can say because of Jesus, look how much I have now. Now, I was watching along with you one of the 100,000 Christmas uh, movies that are out there watching they come to a particular point maybe having a family nice moment there next to the fireplace and the music is on and they say let's somebody read the Christmas story for us and I thought oh this will be good one I hadn't seen before so I'm paying attention to what's going to happen next and they read the Christmas story but you know what they read twice the night before Christmas and all through the house and listen it's a good story and I like that story but it's not the story as a part of our journey and celebration this morning, we've read from Luke 2, but we're going to put on a traditional Christmas pageant and play, and we're going to tell the story together, and you're all invited to participate. And you get to choose your part today. You can choose which one. But before we do, we're going to go over the parts, and I want you to be ready to choose your part. Now, if you want to, you can write some of these down, and maybe you might want to write down any characteristics that you think are, might be relevant. So here's what we're going to need for today. Are you ready? Everybody awake? And we're going to need shepherds today. Uh, now, a lot of people want to be shepherds because they figure that it's the easiest role. I mean, unless, you know, we want to be a sheep or something. But what do shepherds do? Well, they stand there and they look frightened and worried. Yeah, some of you got it already down. That's good. Uh, and shepherds were minding their own business when they got the announcement about Jesus and they traveled to Bethlehem to see the baby Jesus. Now, if you want to be a shepherd, that's okay, but you need to know it's more than standing and then taking a road trip. In fact, Luke chapter 2, verse 15 says, they encouraged and spoke to one another about doing what they have been told. Let us go to Bethlehem, they said. See this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. In fact, Luke chapter 2, verses 16 and 17 says this. It says, they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the sayings that had been told them concerning this child. So they did what God had told them to do and they told others about their experience. It may be just my perception, but it seems that when we think of the part of the shepherds as doing a little more than just showing up. But as we look a little bit closer, we find what? Shepherds got a lot of speaking parts and doing parts. There's a lot more to be a shepherd in our particular play than wearing a bathrobe and a rope. I mean, if that's the inclination in which you think that you're going to go. 
It's that way in church sometimes, or should be for many church members. We really want to, the part of just showing up from time to time and think we're doing pretty good. But I think in the part of the shepherd, we actually see the part of church members in the way it's supposed to be. Like the shepherds, we've received the good news. We're told to be going and we're told to be doing something. We're told to encourage one another. They talked about one with one another. Should we go be doing this? That's what we do on Sunday. We come and we talk about the things that we need to do. And then what the shepherds did, well, they got up and they went and they did what they had been told and then shared with others who hadn't had that experience yet. Wow, that sounds something like the Great Commission, maybe something that we're supposed to be doing as well. I was told by a parishioner one time, a parishioner simply means church member, but I was told by a parishioner one time, and, and they told me as the pastor, and, I, and perhaps they mean it as a compliment, but they, they said this, that I'm so glad to be a member of your church because I can just show up and sit in a pew or a chair and I'm never asked to do a thing. I thought, my goodness, somebody has not been listening because particularly if you want to be a part of a shepherd, you're going to choose a shepherd because you think it's going to be easy. You need to know in our play, in this pageant, there's going to be some expectations along the way. Listen, if you think that you're going to be a church member and there are no expectations, well, we've been doing something wrong. Okay, got shepherds down. Some of you may check that. That's what you want to be. Going to need some angels here. Now, I recognize this is going to take some real acting because most of us are not angels, we understand. Book of Hebrews tells us a lot about angels and in fact, maybe more than any other New Testament book, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 6 says, When God brings us firstborn into the world, what does that sound like? Christmas, when God brings us firstborn into the world, let all the angels worship Him. So angels worship God. We also recognize that angels are messengers of God. You know, if you play an angel, you're likely to have a speaking part. So if you're going to be doing that, angels show up a lot in the Christmas story. Angels spoke to Mary. Angel in the dream, angel spoke to Joseph, at least three times in a dream, spoke to Joseph. And so in Luke 2, the angel spoke to the shepherds. And then a lot of angels spoke. We read from a different version. This is the English Standard Version. Luke 2, verses 13 and 14 says this, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom... He is pleased. So if you're better in a group, we've got a place for you. My translation says the angel spoke. But you want to be a singing angel? That's okay. We need singers. We need people who will speak God's message and people who will sing and use whatever gifts that, and talents that God has given you. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people put a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light for all, everyone in the house. Will you use your gifts to be God's messengers? Okay, you may have already chosen, but we're going to need some wise men. Again, much acting is probably going to have to take place here if you're going to be a wise man. Not found in Luke 2, but we know it is found in the book of Matthew. And they may not have shown up until a year or so, sometime after the angels had left, after the shepherds had come and gone. Nevertheless, they're part of this Christmas pageant. Why would you want to be a wise man or a magi? Well, how about this? Maybe you could come in riding on a camel. And you get to give neat gifts. We love the saying, wise men still seek Jesus. We know that wise men have come from far away. And here it is, Christmas Day. And you may be a seeker already. 
Maybe you're not sure what it is that you're after, but you're seeking something, and maybe it is from far away. If you read Matthew 2, it seems that the wise men came and they followed the star, and then it seems suddenly they lost the star. It didn't shine or couldn't tell where it was shining over because they come to Jerusalem. They ask directions there in Jerusalem. They have a conversation, comes to the attention of King Herod, and then the star seems to appear again. Then it goes over Bethlehem and it goes over the exact house where Jesus was. I don't know if you've been far away or if you've been searching, you've lost your way, but if you're a seeker, you're searching for God perhaps or maybe you're just searching for truth or the right way. Don't stop searching. The scripture tells us those who search for God will be found by Him. The only thing that would stop a seeker from being wise would be to give up the search. And that would be foolish. When the wise men found Jesus, they bowed down and they worshiped and they presented gifts. I encourage you to search for God while he may be found. Finding Jesus allows us to worship him as the wise men did and give him gifts. The wise men gave three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I'm sure that the writer of Hebrews, we don't know who that is, but He probably didn't have the wise men in mind. Maybe he did when he wrote this. But in Hebrews chapter 13, I think I've got it there for you on the screen. Verses 15 and 16. It says this. There are three gifts. I came across this and I thought, that looks like three gifts that we need to give to the Lord Jesus at Christmas or any time. So see if you spot these three gifts. Verse 15 says, Through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge His name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Gifts that you need to present to Jesus even today. One of those is the sacrifice of praise that is called there, praising Jesus with our lips. We've done that through singing today. We need to do that personally in our prayer time and give praise and thanksgiving to Him. The sacrificial praise, I think that means more than just kind of saying the words. I think it is truly giving praise from the heart with commitment. That's gift number one. And then verse 16, it talks about to do good. Don't neglect to do good. You're you're Jesus' followers. If anybody should do good, it should be you and me, is the second gift. And then, and then, Share what you have with others, including the good news of the gospel, the good news of God's love is gift number three. With such sacrifices, God is pleased. I got to tell you, no matter how far away you are to God right now or no matter how close you are, the role of a wise man bringing gifts, that's got to be a good one to be this Christmas. Okay, we're going to need Mary and a Joseph. Volunteers. Mary and a Joseph. There's a lot to be said why you want to play Mary and our Joseph. They both followed God's will. They were chosen for this special task. We do know a lot more about Mary perhaps than Joseph, though we spent the last couple of weeks about the angels that spoke to Joseph at two different times and heavenly message that came. But let's focus on Mary for a moment. She's known for the song and the praise that she lifted up to the Lord in Luke 1. In fact, that's called Mary's song or the Magnificat. She's the example of Hebrews 13, 15 that we read just a moment ago. Sacrifice of praise of the lips. She's seen as a person of virtue. Also, Mary persevered. Even though she was pregnant and unmarried, she still did all that God would have her to do. Remember the story about when Jesus was 12 and they 
went to the temple in Jerusalem. He stayed behind in Jerusalem. Mary and Joseph could not find him. They searched for three days before finding him in the temple when they found him. Mary said, Luke chapter 2, verse 48, it said this. Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. It kind of sounds like she scolded Jesus, which doesn't sound like a good thing to do, but actually what she was doing, she was revealing her feelings. If you've ever lost your child, even for a few seconds at the mall or in a store or something, and had this great panic until you found your child, then you maybe can have somewhat of a feeling, but can you imagine losing the Son of God, the Messiah, Savior of the world? Uh, how anxious they must have been for those three days. That's Mary. Then there was the occasion where Jesus was preaching and Jesus was told while he was preaching, your mother and your brothers are at the door. And Jesus says this, and I assume that Mary heard it or knew what Jesus said. He said, these are my mothers and are my brothers. Anyone who does the will of my heavenly father is my brother, my sister, brother, my mother, my brother, and my sister. I want you to just imagine how Mary might have felt, could have felt, how you might have felt not getting the recognition from her own son and saying somebody else was the mother and the brothers. Now she may have understood perfectly or she may not have understood. We know that she didn't understand everything that was happening and sometimes it say she treasured these things in her heart but I do believe that she trusted in her son and her savior who is Jesus and she persevered. Lots of us, we lose heart. I mean, we don't get proper recognition. We don't get thanks. Somebody doesn't recognize us for doing something. You know, we kind of may fall away if we don't get the credit. But Mary persevered. She endured more than most. She was there at the cross. She was there in the upper room in the in-between time. And yes, she was there at the resurrection. But we need somebody. Okay, if you're going to be Mary, maybe even Joseph, we need somebody who will persevere no matter what. Will, will it be you? Somebody's got to be Jesus. Well, doesn't that need to be a baby? Not necessarily. Because you see, when we look into the manger, we see the manger scene in Bethlehem, we don't just see Jesus as a baby. That's for the masses who are not followers of the Lord but may celebrate Christmas, who don't have a relationship. All they see is a baby. But when we see the manger, no we see something different. We see a reason to have joy, to celebrate eternally. We see not just the manger, but we see at the same time the perfect life that he lived. We see God's love in the flesh who championed the needs of the poor and needy, who healed leopards, made the lame to walk, the blind to see, cast out demons. Last night we celebrated his willingness to go to the cross as we observed the Lord's Supper and we recognize that we see not only the manger, but we see the fact that Jesus died on the cross. We see the resurrection and the ascension, and we see that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. We know that he's coming again. My goodness, that's a lot to see when we look at the manger. Well, who then can we get to play Jesus? Truth is, we need you to be Jesus-like more like him every day. And the truth is, whether you are ready to be a shepherd by encouraging one another and then doing God's will and sharing with others, whether you're ready to be an angel by using your gifts and talents to be God's messengers, or a wise man who seeks Jesus and worships and gives his heart, or Joseph or Mary particularly who perseveres 
in the ups and downs. May all of these help us to be more like Jesus, more like him every day. That may be the message that Jesus has for you this Christmas, why he wanted you here even today, so that you might be able to take the necessary steps that Jesus says, I want you to be more like me. I want other people to be able to see Jesus in you and in me so that more people might be able to come to the kingdom, so that believers might be encouraged. Okay, I guess it's kind of obvious now that we're not necessarily going to break up into groups and come on stage and act out the parts. I noticed some of you were looking at the exits to see how you might be able to get out the door, although some of you, I noticed, may look like you're ready to volunteer. But I'm going to ask you to take these Christmas rolls with you as you leave this place and act the part as you portray the real Christmas story every day. You have a part to play. You have a part to play at Christmas. You have a part to play every day Will you take up the role that God has for you. That is the only way that we can receive and continue to give the, some of the gifts of Christmas, including joy and celebration, which is the gift of Christmas. I want to pray for you. Let's pray together. Gracious Heavenly Fathers, we come today, we recognize your presence in this place. We recognize that on this Christmas day, which we consider a sacred day, also because it is the Lord's day, we know that you want to continue to be at work. And we thank you, Father, for how you have been work among family members. We thank you, Father, for the great spirit, wonderful things we celebrated last night as well. And we pray that you may continue to be able to work in our hearts and our lives. Father, if there's sin that we need to confess, we pray that now is the time that we will come clean with you. We pray, Father, if there are things that we need to bring to the altar that we've kept to ourselves, needs that we need to turn over to you, that even now we may be placing those needs at the altar. We thank you for the Christmas story that reminds us how close you are to us, how much you love us, and that you'll never forsake us. And we thank you, Father, for being close today. Now we also pray, Father, for all those who are in this room and maybe... Some who are listening today, Father, who have come to this worship service and maybe they do not have a changed life because of an encounter with Jesus. So if there's anyone here, Father, that doesn't know Jesus, may today be the day of salvation. On Christmas Day, they can say that they've settled the issue, that they know that Jesus is their Savior, that Jesus lives in their heart, and they have a home in heaven. It is a gift that you want to give. It is the greatest gift of gifts. May you be at work today in someone, many, who need to turn their heart and life over to you. We thank you, Father, for opportunities that we have to once again lift up praise. Thank you. Begin new beginnings. We thank you for the Christ child. It's in Jesus' name we lift these prayers. 